Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and today we're going to be talking about a section of the IEP that is quite underutilized. In fact, many of you may not even know that it exists. Every IEP has a section called Supports for School Personnel and Parent Training. Maybe yours is titled just a little bit different because of the IEP program your district uses to write the IEP, but I promise you it's there. I love this section of the IEP. It can bring us together as a team. It can make sure that nobody fails a student due to not knowing. It's the one place where we can be truly proactive in a child's education to make sure everything is, is as accessible as possible before disasters happen. We can use this area in many ways, from healthcare training for students who have special diets to helping a team fully understand how a diagnosis of ADHD might affect a child in a general education classroom. We can also use this area for safety and behavior training, which is what is top of mind for me right now as I'm leading master IEP coaches into how to support students and staff as we go back to school in the fall. I know, I know some of you guys are just getting out of school, but considering this disaster that happened in the spring and schools being shut down, we have to start prepping now. We have to start thinking ahead. We've been out of school for way too long. So much is going to be changed when we go back. New rules for what we have to wear, um, masks, where we can sit, hello, social distancing, and how we can interact. Goodbye, extra high fives in the hallway. The section for supports for school personnel and parent training exists to do a few things for every student. Now, remember, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not practicing the law right now, but I am telling you where to look. I'm telling you to look for all the rules and regulations that have to go with supports for school personnel and parent training. It exists to help advance the student towards attaining their annual goals. This means that we need staff, personnel, we need all parents trained so they can help a child be involved in making progress inside of the general education curriculum to help students participate in extracurricular and non-academic activities, to help children participate with other children who do not have the same diagnosis, who do not have the same labels. This is also to provide parent counseling and training to help parents help their students make progress towards the annual goals. In 1999, okay, let me just stop right there. You guys know I don't quote the law in kind of that advocacy kind of way very often, but Considering we're talking about your child and your student's safety, I want you to know that there's real legal stuff, okay? Like things have been done in the courts to make sure that you as a parent and you and the teacher and you as school staff have what you need to be prepared in having all the training that you need to help a student. So in 1999, there was actually some clarification because there's a lot of confusion over this section of the IEP. It specifically was determined that supports for school personnel could also include special training for a child's teacher. However, in order for the training to meet the requirements, it would normally be targeted directly on assisting the teacher to meet a unique and specific need of the child. 
and not simply to participate in an in-service training program that is generally available within a public agency. So here's what this means for you. Whether you are a parent or a teacher, you have another role on the IEP team. You are not at the mercy of only being educated with the current district resources. So let's go back to the topic of behavior plans. Does your child have one? Does your student have one? I actually love behavior plans because it, if we do this the right way, it's not focusing on negative behaviors. It's about helping to make sure that a student has all the supports they need socially, emotionally, behaviorally to access their education. Is the entire team clear on how to use the plan? This means everyone who might need training from the person who is supervising the lunchroom to the front office staff. The section on ideal law does not say teachers get the training. It states school personnel. This is big because many of the things that go wrong in a child's day happen because not everyone was in the loop of how to support a child. Just do a simple Google search of the keywords child with autism and handcuffs at school. You'll be sad to see all the articles pop up. If you read through most of the stories, the child that was not being supported properly had an incident escalate with those who are not on their IEP team on a regular basis. Because people didn't know what to do, the police were called. Most police are not trained in how to work with children with disabilities. Then the situation gets out of control and damage is done. It's scary. Handcuffs are scary. Students are scared. Their peers are scared. Quite honestly, the staff is scared. I personally had a family that I worked with for over 10 years. We were almost to the finish line. This student was a senior in high school and the police were almost called. This student has an IQ off the charts. He's on the autism spectrum and he is legally an adult. He's 18. I don't remember what the trigger was, but I do remember mom calling me with frantic voicemails and texts that somebody was gonna call the cops on her son at school because he threatened students and the school campus safety. Now, thank goodness, we have been working with the team for a really long time. We had things written in the document where we knew that people were trained in how to take care of this. It didn't take us very long to make sure that the protocols were put into place because there were so many people outside of his typical IEP team that were trained. So his mom was called his trusted IEP team members because we know children build trust with certain IEP team members. So his trusted team members, his mom was called and even his outside psychiatrist was called to help support through this situation. Thankfully, the situation was de-escalated and he was able to move on throughout his day. He didn't even need to leave campus that day because we were prepared. You know, it's so important that we get to the supports that are needed before third party resources are called in, such as the police, because a disability does not give a child a pass when the police are called in. So we need to look at this section as soon as possible in your child's IEP, in your student's IEP. I want to make sure that everything that they need, when you look through the support of their unique needs, 
Are they known to elope and run off campus? Are they known to speak bad words? Are they known to just flat out refuse to follow the rules and routines? We can work together to make sure your child is safe and supported. We can make sure the team is trained. We can make sure that we are truly looking at the details. We can make sure that everyone knows what needs to happen because a child cannot receive an appropriate education if they are not safe first. So first and foremost, what this means is that everyone on campus needs to know how to communicate with your child. So your child might use visuals. They might have a certain tone that triggers them. They might have certain resources like an AAC device they use to communicate. Let's make sure that key people in every area of the school know how to communicate with your child. Second, School personnel must know if there are specific rewards, motivators, or resources that need to be used when interacting with your child in a positive and in a negative situation. Because we all know that things can go wrong if we assume we know how to support a child. If we see somebody running from campus, should we chase them or will that make them run faster? If we see somebody sad, should we go and comfort them or should we give them space? If we see somebody breaking the rules, should we threaten to call their parents or will that just trigger and make the situation worse? We need to know. Everybody needs to be informed in what to do in times of crisis. The last thing is that if you don't know what to do, then it's time to get someone into the school that has the expertise that you need. The section for the school personnel and parents to be trained, remember, is not limited to the district's current resources. Do you need to get everybody on the same page? Yes. Do you need to work towards getting a yes to getting that third party person in? Yes, you do. But if you need help from a trained behavior expert to work on the plan, let's do it. If you need a trained communication expert, like a speech therapist or an AAC expert, let's get it going. Let's make sure that we are prepared in this section of the IEP. This is our section as the adults who are supporting the child to know what is best and be able to execute it. I wanna highly recommend that you go get that IEP, that you open it up, that you look for that section that talks about supports and training for school personnel and look it over. Does it have what it needs? If you want to fix this for your family, for your students, and you want to help other people fix this too, I want to encourage you to come join me over in the Master IEP Coach Mentorship. That's at masteriepcoach.com. This is where we're making a difference in special education, that we're changing special education outcomes. It's about these details that really make a difference when it comes to supporting our children and making sure that they're accessing their education in the classroom and outside of the classroom. It's making sure that they're safe, it's making sure that they're supported and it's making sure that we are doing our best job to ensure that every child is prepared for further education, employment, independent living. I'd love to see you over at masteriepcoach.com. Thank you for being here today and I cannot wait to talk to you next time.